Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. Okay, well, hey, welcome back to our Footnotes podcast. Uh, we're excited to be able to just dive into another episode with uh, our lead pastor, Chris Lewis, today. Hey, Chris. Glad to be here. Glad, Thanks, David. Glad to be here with you as well, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, today we are going to be doing some reflecting on uh, just history, and I, th- I think sometimes one of the things in our culture, we tend to be, I think we've talked about this before, we're, we're a lot of achievers, we like to get things done, <laughs> we like yeah. to kind of get out in front futuristically as a staff and as a church in some ways, and so when milestones happen, there's this sense of, of wanting to really appropriately look back and see God's hand at work, mm-hmm. and so uh, we just crossed a pretty significant milestone in the life of the church, and, and really... Um, Chris would be the first person to say it's not about him. It's not mm-hmm. about him. But there is a, a weaving into that milestone of Chris's personal anniversary here at Foothill, um, being here for 15 years. And so, first of all, uh, congratulations on that. That's so awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, crazy that I've been here 15 years. That feels like um, it went fast. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm just grateful, honestly, incredibly grateful to God for his, his grace to us these last 15 years. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we'll definitely want to dive into that a little bit yeah. and just thinking about, um, you know, 15 years is, is a long time. I remember when I was younger and maybe you too, actually, I think about your previous jobs before Foothill. Mm-hmm. There are these kind of like three or four year stops, right? Like right. even go back to college. I remember totally. too. like, so it's like you're there for a little while. You guys were in China yep. for a little while, yep. Yep. Um, law school and then um, seminary. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, well, 15 years, I reflect on that a bit, Chris. And, and how does that make you feel in terms of that, that length of time and just being yeah. at one place for this long? Yeah, that, that that's the longest Michelle and I have ever lived in one place during our marriage, because as you say, we, we really did go in four year increments. Mm-hmm. Like we, other than China, we came home, we did four years in Minnesota while I was in law school, did essentially four years in Kansas city while I practiced law, did four years in seminary, uh, did another three and a half years in Springfield, Missouri at a church before I came out here and now 15 years. So for us, this is, you know, we, we had great friends in every location we went to. God was gracious to us, but I don't know, you know, you, you spend 15 years and man, it's, it's not, it's not just a job. Obviously you just are, you feel like you are, you are embedded in a community. And I think that's what I love most about this is that I've, yeah. you know, more and more and more. And Michelle even said to me the other day, we had nothing to even do with really like our anniversary of 15 years. It was more just like looking at our community. And I think we were walking and she's like, I love mm. our home. Mm. I love living here. So you just start to feel that comfortability, that warmth of, of uh, when you have planted yourself that long, um, what a there's so many there's so many intangible rewards that go with that, yeah. and we're super grateful that God's allowed us to stay here this long. That's awesome. Well, it, it's certainly been a blessing to our church and to um, just myself as a staff member, as an elder, being able to, to work alongside you for many of those years, and um, it's been a joy in, in many ways. Um, you know, a yes, lot of, and by the way, I should interrupt yeah. because Stephen, a lot of you didn't get to hear this. Stephen's 14th anniversary yeah. <laughs> was yesterday. So we had this sort of uh, great but unfortunate coincidence of events no, that no, my 15 years was Stephen's 14 years. So it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Literally, Shane was the first guy I hired yeah. in February after I came. And I think one year after I started is right. when Stephen and then Katie, I think, started a month after that. Yeah. And, Worked yeah. with us for whatever, yeah, 10 about years, 11 12 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, happy anniversary thanks, to you, Stephen. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, it's like that younger brother, older brother thing. You're, you'll always be a year older than me, kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. Exactly. So, no matter what. But, um, 
Well, a lot of people at our church have not been around for those 15 years. A lot mm -hmm. of the people have been around really, you know, five years, mm -hmm. maybe 10 years if you're an old timer. So, you know, w without being, you know, too depressing, let's not get into the weeds too much. But like, yeah. what were those first few years like at Foothill? Yeah. And, and what were some of the challenges that you feel like maybe the Lord put in front of you and Michelle and the board early on? And, and how did you kind of navigate those? And what, what, what did you learn through that time? Yeah, I uh, was a lot we could say. I think I think what we realized uh, what 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 had to happen is we had to make sort of a philosophical and a doctrinal shift, right? Where we were to where we are is very very different. Not like you know that was heresy and now we're orthodoxy. It's not that, but right. there were some there were some pretty significant theological shifts. You know, being reformed and and coming out of the assemblies of god where that was that was part of our background and mm. by the way like sure. in some ways like i'm proud of our background in that sense yeah. but it started to be something where there was more friction from that than there was that that it was helping us and and so as you can imagine when you've had people in a church for a long long time and they've grown accustomed to that and that's what they're used to um anytime you make a shift one of my mentors years ago used to talk about change you know change in any organization it's like the the train pulls into the station and when you do that there's a group of people that goes yeah i'm done i'm going to get off here yeah. but then there's another group that gets on i would i would say it's exactly what happened with mm -hmm. us we were gonna we we were very kind of open and we were not trying to hide anything here's what we're doing here's what we're trying to change he, you know we're gonna we're gonna preach differently we're gonna we're gonna try to emphasize um, a doctrines in a, in a certain way there's philosophy of ministry even you know going from sunday nights and wednesday nights to more like group based and mm -hmm. just different things like that that for some people that was welcome and for other people that was like yeah i'm i'm out so yeah. Um, man, I praise God. I could look around the room yesterday and as I even interacted with people on Sunday was just, you know, looking around at all these people that have been in the church longer than I have. Uh, I mean, I think about the good ones and the, the Lowell's and mm. Jan Pierce and Al Marsal. I mean, you, you've got, I could, I could name uh, several people and between them, they have 150 years of yeah. being at, you know, Foothill together. Right. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. And, um, and then that brought on that change brought on new people, but it was of course painful. Sure, uh, people don't just get off the train. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, they, sometimes they get off the train and yeah. uh, give you the finger on the yeah. way out. You know, so, <laughs> so which, which finger are you talking about? I've never heard of that before. So, Pastor Chris, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, so so we there was some of that, and so there was it was a painful. I, yeah. I, I remember. Uh, talking to somebody back in the early days about their first few years. And I've never forgotten this because what he said to me, I've said to others of like, I, I don't want to go to another church because I never want to do the first two to three years mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. I never want to go and try to replant another church, not mm -hmm. planting. I think that's different, but doing yeah. what we did a revitalization um, it, it just, you know, it just created some hardships and things. And you know what? Um, gosh, 39 year old Chris and 54, four-year-old Chris were a lot the same, but there's some differences. And I think, I think some of it is just immaturity and patience, you know, moving mm -hmm. faster than we probably had to move and unnecessarily alienating some people. And I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that and say some of that's on me. Um, but, uh, but, but through it all, I can say God just continued to backfill every, like we, you would think with all the people that left for a variety of reasons, mm. some just, we don't like you <laughs> and others were moving and we're leaving town. And, and so there's really has nothing to do with you. 
Um, but through it all, we just kept growing yeah. and, uh, and, and God was, was really, really gracious. And, and I'll just say this, like, a, like, um, a growing church in some ways covers a multitude of sins. Like it covers a multitude of like, like mistakes that you make or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we were able to, we were able to navigate through that period and, and, um, and, and, and you know, people got saved right. and baptized and, you know, uh, people get married and there's babies. I mean, all the good things you want to see happen in a church. And, uh, I'm just grateful. I'm, I'm, I look back and I'm like, God, you, you preserved us in so many ways from, you know, my own stupidity and, and things that could have gone down the board. I mean, I look back on, on the guys that hired me for the most part, just, you know, you hear horror stories about you, they, you go to these churches and, and suddenly it's like the pastor against the board. That never happened to me. That never, like they were always on my team. Bo Gutzweiler, you know, the superintendent of our school. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Bo was the head of the organization. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you think of like influence, right? Yeah. If you think of leadership as influence, Bo is the most influential person in the entire organization. And yet here was a guy that was willing to shake my hand and say, man, I'm not going to be Ahithophel to you. I'm going to be Jonathan to David. And I pledge you my loyalty. And I mean, he has been true to his word and has been just a, 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 a just a brother, just a, yeah. a, a help every step of the way. And and sort of in many ways in the early days, cashing his chips in in my favor to prop me up and help me. And, and really support me in leadership when if he'd have gone the other way, this could have looked very, very different. Right, and right. so I'm just, I'm super grateful for all the people like that. As hard as I can look back and think, man, those were some hard years. I'm really, really grateful for all the people that were like, hey, we're here and we're here for the long haul. And so, you know, hugging Karen Goodwin and Bernice and Sid Lowell and all those guys yesterday, I'm like, man, these are these are these are older people that that could have just gone forget it we're out and they've been here i love them for that i love them for that i remember i mean Stephen, you and i have a story and i won't tell the story here but i remember florence peterson some people listening will remember her and and her saying to me back in the early days like this was maybe i'd been here six months i don't know maybe maybe a year and she said she's like pastor chris i really hate the music we have here (laughs) but I love what God is doing. Um, (laughs) So that was just that, that was kind of, you know, this, this, this group of older people that were willing to say, man, you've changed some things, but overall we're just, we're just, and we're we're grateful and we support you. And, and what a mercy and grace that was. That's awesome. Well said. Thanks for sharing that. I think that, uh, I think about change, change is so hard. And, you know, in in my season right now of getting Mm -hmm. ready to plant a church, Mm -hmm. thinking about, Sometimes people will ask me just hypothetically, you know, would you rather replant or plant? Yeah. And, and I think there's challenges to both. And yep. I, I, I'm grateful that the Lord has called me to plant in yeah. some ways because we are creating culture. We're yep. creating kind of this ethos of of a church um, kind of posture. And, and you had to like change that stuff. Yeah. And, and then the yeah. Lord had to change that yeah, through right. you guys. That's right. But, that's right. but that's a lot. That's a whole different bag of work. Yeah, and it is. It's, um, you, you have know, a building. Yeah. You have a budget. But you've got all this sort of yeah, you're, and where where I think right. church planning has the exact opposite issues, and so um, where I probably would go, yeah, I don't want to plant a church. Right. I'd rather revitalize. You know, there's guys like you are like, nope, I want to plant a church sure. rather than revitalize. Right. I'm right. glad you're out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that the church needs both, and yeah. so um, that's that's really great. Yeah. How, how do you 
how do you feel like looking back on on that history when do you feel like foothill started to hit its stride you know mm -hmm. in, in some ways i think we kind of were uh, we had to microwave some of that growth. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like there was so much that needed to change. There yeah. were a lot of things that were obvious that uh, needed to, to, to be helped and needed leadership over them. But yeah. uh, around what year, maybe there was an event, maybe there was a sermon series that you recall where it was like, you know what? It feels like we are kind of hitting our stride a little bit. Do you remember yeah. a time like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's when we finally, because when I came here, I was like, look, we, we have to do, uh, see if I can still remember them, we have to do five things. We have to, we have to, you know, we have to have as good a preaching as we can. We've got to have good worship. We've got to have growth groups, some kind of group ministry. We've got to have youth and kids. We've got to have some sort of outreach. And those were kind yeah. of like, those are the big five that I'm like, we've got to make sure we're firing on all pistons. And I think it's when we finally had those bases covered, mm. when we felt like, hey, there's a staff person that really does own those. I mean, Stephen, you've probably been in all five of those seats almost, mm. right, except my position. Sure, sure. And, and uh, just really feeling like there was leadership that could do that. And then I, if, I, if I were to pinpoint it on a calendar, mm. and I, it'd be hard for me to remember exactly the dates of this, but... I don't know. I might go back to when we moved out of Grand Avenue and back over to Baseline. I think that was around the time of like the Ecclesiastes series. Yeah. The, and I, the and it might just be yeah. because I look back at the Ecclesiastes series because it was a, a fun series to preach. And there just seemed to be a real a real reception to that. But um, but but that that was like it felt like things were kind of really starting to fire up, sure. really starting to move. Do you, I mean, what do you think when you no, look yeah, back on it? Because yeah. you've been here since you yeah. know everything but year one. Right. What do you what do you recall as being yeah. like? Yeah, I think that this is actually kind of fun to just think about people yeah. and and stuff involved. So part of this is couched in where were we when? So yeah, when I first got here, you guys had just moved from from baseline, mm -hmm. being kind of this swallowed up cavernous gym right. over to over grand. to grand. You yep. guys did a small campaign for that, raised some money, and yep. it really like I I felt like during that time at Grand. Um, so I guess maybe I'd put it I'd put it maybe a year or two before what you're talking about in terms of there was a season where we were I remember. Uh, going back and forth all the time at Grand, three services, two services, three, three services, three, yeah, that's and it right. was packed. Yeah, it was it was like the energy was so great. Um, Shane had really started to develop leaders, and the fruit of that started to really come to fruition. Yeah, around that time, yeah. I remember there were some young guys from from APU that yep. really started to make a, a mark and mm -hmm. bring people over, and mm -hmm. so we we had some momentum there. But you're right, it did feel like I think the series that we preached leading up to the move to baseline is called the move. The move, that's right. Yeah, and it was yeah. very on the on the <laughs> nose. So. Um, and I remember I uh, of, of the many things that I've been my my hand in. Like I, I remember uh, creating the stage decor for the move. All these cardboard oh, boxes right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and like this wooden Looked paneling. Like we <laughs> it was like we were moving. Kind of like our stuff was like out yeah. on the on the, the lawn, getting ready yeah, to go into the yeah, truck. Yeah. And then we moved into this very professional building, kind of like that we'd raised money for. <laughs> yeah. And just the contrast is so funny because it's yeah. like, yeah, like Steven, do your best to create kind of some stage decor. Yeah. And now we had these like huge screens and, yeah. and not that we had made it, but it was just this stark contrast of, all right, this, this does kind of feel different. It yeah. feels like a different church. And I think some people, you know, and that's why over the years we've even gone back and forth on, we had campus at Grand for a while and right. baseline. Some people like the stained glass, yep. and the pews and all that. Yeah. And so uh, totally understandable. But uh, yeah, around that time, similar time leading up to that, there was a lot of, I feel like, relational momentum yeah. going into that season yeah. of, of seeing people serving in the right places, 
Um, kids ministry was growing. Yep. Um, and so th that was very exciting for sure. Yeah. 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 Thinking about this past 15 years, I think that sometimes it takes that perspective that time i mean it's it's we have kids and they're and as they grow we know more about them and appreciate more about their growth journey you know at, at tucker's age than yeah. when tucker's little or mm -hmm. with owen as he's now in junior high than when he's a kiddo so like like what what about this season has been especially just like i guess just seeing god's grace mm -hmm. in, in being here 15 years and seeing some of the fruit what is some of that fruit that you feel like comes from being here a long time yeah, so I think I think there's as a leader, I think yeah. there's things like trust. Like if you've stuck with it, and I've you know I've told people from day one, I I, I really hope I I never leave, and I still mm -hmm. feel that I, I I don't ever want to leave here. Um, of course, God can move us where He wants to go. I hope the Lord lets this be the my my really first senior pastorate and last senior mm -hmm. pastorate. So I think I think when people know that, and then you've you've been with them a long long time. It makes actually change, I think, easier because I think there's a there's a high level of trust, not just in me, but in the leaders, of course, that 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 we have around us. That's so I think that's a that's a big part. I would say just just in terms of like the church itself, one of the greatest fruits that I'm I'm so grateful for is just unity. Yeah. I am I am just profoundly grateful that in the even in the midst of the pandemic and it's not it's not that we haven't had our moments and there there hasn't even been disgruntled people of course there has but i would say overall the the tenor of things has in fact i think somebody commented this past sunday to michelle um uh, just about that very thing just just this this i this idea of that man there just seems to be the people really seem there seems to be a unity here mm. and i mean you know this Stephen. we've prayed about that that's mm -hmm. not just been something we've taken for granted we've yeah. really wanted that we've worked towards that that's been something we really see that that is a grace and mercy of god and it's not because i think man i'm such a great leader we're uni you know unified people or man we have such a great staff we we we, we have a great staff but i I feel like the Lord has just been incredibly gracious. And I think that's one of those things that 15 years can, can help do. Mm -hmm. That over time, there's now, there's now the ability to navigate harder things. Like if we would have had, if, if we'd have gone through the pandemic in year one or two, I, I, don't, I have no idea what sure. happened to yeah. Federal Church, right? Yeah. But, if, but the fact that we went through it in year whatever, 13, 14, um, is is uh, I, I think one of the reasons we weathered the storm the way we did, right? Uh, the church is intact and the church is healthy and the the church is moving forward. And so for that, I'm just uh, I'm I'm really really grateful um, that people seem to have their eye increasingly on the gospel. Mm. Like that that's really important to people in our church. The word of God is really important. That was something I always wanted. I just. I, you know, we can argue about different things, but I, but I hope that when it comes to doctrine or things like that, where we're going to, where we're going to argue, where we're going to say is, Hey, this is what the Bible says. And so we settle it there. Yeah. And I'm glad that, that for the most part, that's kind of where Foothill Church lands is that they're, they're really, really a people that are committed to the word of God and, um, and walking in unity, I think because of the gospel and because of the word of God, right? I, I, I told some the other day, I really feel like the gospel, the gospel has its own sort of gravitational pull. And so, so if we'll be faithful, I'm amazed to look around Foothill Church and just having this conversation with Ebenezer, one of our elders today, to, to look around Foothill Church and realize we're not just a we're not a, um, I don't know, homogenous church, right? We're, 
where we, you know everybody's the same color and everybody votes the same way and all that. In many ways, there's this, there's this great diversity inside mm-hmm. of our church that I'm really incredibly proud of. And I, I don't say that because I think we manufacture that. I think the gospel manufactures that. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, that I think I'm, I'm just, I'm incredibly grateful for. So I just see yeah. the grace of God in all these wonderful ways. I mean, in the staff that he's brought to us and um, just so, so grateful for them. And, and um, so, so there, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things I could point to, but I think 15 years you, you look back and, and realize, man, there's some, there's some things that just couldn't have happened in year one or two. We couldn't have pointed to, but now having walked this 15-year path, man, there's just this, mm-hmm. this track record of God's faithfulness and unity and gospel centrality that I, I think has made us a, a much stronger church. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed, man. I think you said this before too, but I think people crave what they're fed. Yeah. And when it comes to gospel centrality, that's certainly something we've talked about for so long that— um, and, and modeled in many ways through community and, and classes and things like that and kids ministry. And so um, that that makes sense that yeah. we are unified yeah. around that idea because uh, we've we've fed the church that mm-hmm. over and over again. Another thing I just add to, I think I think about um, one of the fruits of being here a while is just the really, really amazing uh, grace of seeing families grow and yeah. and people get married yep. and people have kids yep. and people start to disciple their kids yeah. and it's this like chain of discipleship that mm-hmm. happens through the family that uh, fourth grader or whatever it's like it's awesome to see that that he was you know at one point just a, a twinkle in mom and dad's eye yeah. who came and heard a sermon series and and so that kind of long-term fruit has been um, a grace as well yeah it yeah. is yeah sure. I mean your own family I mean you guys yes, you yeah. came here with no kids and yeah, your, yep. your quiver's full. So we were we were dog people, and and now we are <laughs> we are kid people. You're kid people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're grateful for that for yeah. sure. Um, I think time kind of gives us different perspective when it comes to how we view view our own leadership, and um, in in kind of two ways you can answer this question. One, like, how does this first fifteen years make you want to maybe pastor or shepherd differently the next fifteen, or and or what are you looking forward to in the mm-hmm. future? What are you looking forward to as we uh, think about what does the next 15 years look like of church history? Yeah. When I, when I think about church ministry and where I feel like the Lord has grown me, I, I, I think I've even said this publicly. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for just your ordinary bread and butter, normal church gathering. Mm, yeah. um, the Sunday morning gathering. Yeah, I, I am. I just yeah. I don't know what it is about it. In fact, there was a I think Mike Cosper wrote a wrote a editorial a couple of weeks ago, and you know, of course, in, in light of all the the podcast on on Mars Hill or whatever. But he was he was it was a little bit of a reflection. But he said the answer to this whole celebrity culture is mm-hmm. he called it mere church. Yeah. Um, and and as he describes it, I'm like, yes, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. I love mere church. I love the fact of just gathering week after week. And I think what excites me, yeah, there's some things I could say here. Here's some strategic things that I'd love to see accomplished in the coming year. I'd love to see us have a you know, permanent sanctuary. I'd love to see, there's a lot of things I could talk about in terms of like strategic planning. But I guess, I guess I'll, I'll be honest with you, what probably gets me, what keeps me motivated is simply walking with this faithfully with this group of people faithfully preaching the word of god for another 15 or 20 years honestly that's that's like i want my legacy not to be 
you know, if we built something, great. I want my legacy not not so much to be about, you know, we started this program or did this or that. Man, I, I, I just think about the the heroes that I have in my own mind and what I think I love about them is not the building they built or the programs they started, but I look and say, man, I, it was just the, the mere church that they led. It was the, the faithful proclamation of the word of God where they could say with Paul, I haven't failed to, to teach you the whole counsel of God, mm. right? That's what I really want. That's what I, yeah. I just, I just want to continue to, to do as, you know, Eugene Peterson will use his term, that long obedience in the same direction. And I would just add, I hope with a lot of the same people, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that we can get to the end and there's a, like you say, a yeah. lot more marriages and a lot more children yeah. and a lot more families that have been discipled through this. And uh, just a, just a lot more of the fruit of faithful gospel ministry. Um, I'm grateful because I look back, you know, if I, if I go back to, to the 39 year old Chris, there was, you know, there were secret desires, I guess you might say of, you know, conferences and big church and, oh boy, I'd love to have this and that kind of just that, I don't know, whatever that's gross or whatever you want to call it. I, I think kind of, that's you know? something that yeah. is, is very common. Just yeah. to, I think just to, for people to hear that and. I mean, when you have gifted leadership, when there's people who speak very well, it's it's something that comes to mind for we're we're human. So that yeah. So I I, yeah. I think 39 year old Chris really desired that. I think 54 year old Chris is like whatever. I I'm mm-hmm. just so thrilled that God's given us what He's given. I still feel like we have work to do. Don't take sure. me wrong here. It's sure. not it's not that I feel like hey we're good we can rest we don't have to do anything more. I think there's a lot we can do. Boy the the Church of Jesus Christ is built on the backs not of 10 celebrity pastors, but on hundreds of thousands of normal people who stand up in their pulpit and staffs that lead just on a, I mean, just weekly basis doing what they do faithfully. And that's what I want to lead. That's what I want to be. And I want to get to the end of this and just go, okay, we, 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 uh, we faithfully carried out what God has called us to do. Um, and maybe there wasn't a lot of fanfare and maybe it wasn't, there wasn't some big, you know, production that came out of it, Mm. but I hope there's just a, there's a deep river of discipleship running through the hearts of the people that were touched by this church. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good word for me, man. In this season too, I think about what we're trying to accomplish for the church plan even too. And just one of the extensions of the ministry of Foothill, obviously, and just, um, I want to be faithful too. I yeah. want to be able to, as, as Paul says in Second Timothy, to guard the deposit right. entrusted to us. Totally. And so there, there is kind of a, a funny line of like guarding the deposit. Being faithful does not mean being stagnant. Yeah. Uh, there's still that's gospel right. nope. ambition. Nope, there's still right. things that need to be accomplished. But there is a steadiness that yeah. I feel like we, we both as pastors want to model to the people that we yep. serve, um, because that that it, it ultimately it. It points our congregations to, you know, your your own everyday Christianity is not this bombastic, like crazy, like right. ups and downs kind of thing. It's steady, it's faithful, and it's yeah, long obedience. And I and that. I hope I hope Stephen honestly yeah. I hope I hope there's far more Stephen Coppin Rass and far more church plants that come out of Foothill Church yeah. and then come out of churches that Foothill Church planted, so that that you know in ten, twenty, thirty years there's, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count a number, but boy, I just hope that God will. Uh, there's been very few things that have been more exciting in my mind. Yeah. I never would have thought this way at 39, mm-hmm. not in a 
never. Mm-hmm. But very few things that I've I've thought that have been more exciting. And gosh, what do you say? Like, there's kind of a there's kind of a heartbreaking. You know, you're leaving, sure. and yet like that's so awesome, mm-hmm. and that stinks. But that's so incredible. You know, you yeah, have this yeah. sort of war. But I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to do that as many times as God would allow us mm-hmm. to do that. I really hope we can. And and um, so if that means that Fiddle Church, you know, whatever our number is, you know, I, whatever that's going to be, okay, fine. Yeah. I just hope that God will allow us to backfill so that we can send out and backfill and send yeah. out. And I don't know. I, I, would, I would just love to do that again and again and again and again. It's awesome. Well, hey, as we reflect on this stuff, uh, one of the last things I just want to touch on is is what are the things we talked about in our membership process, partnership process, is even just the church history yeah. in general. And yeah. one of the things we've talked about often is is that, you know, uh, Foothill Church, Foothill Christian Center did yeah. not just appear out of That's nowhere. right. That's right. It was it was the culmination of a lot of hard work, it a was, lot of people yeah. who um, really risked it all for the gospel in, in many ways. Yep. And so... Um, yeah, I you know let me say something. Yep. I I I feel like uh, you know when you're young, you kind of come in, you're aggressive. You do, and I think I think the longer I've been here, the more I realize that we stand on the shoulders of of everybody who came before us. And um, you know even the faithful families that I've I've mentioned to you that have been here literally you know some families fifty years, almost sixty years. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, I re- really grateful. And, and so when I hate it, when people will talk about, you know, the beginning of Foothill Church was somehow 15 years ago mm-hmm. or any, anything like that, because I just that's just not true. And um, I remember uh, I was at another church. This has been several months ago and they were celebrating uh, their anniversary. And um, and I thought to myself, gosh, you know, what's a bummer about that, and Stephen, you know this, is that we've, we've for years, we've <laughs> kind of gone, people are like, so when did Fiddle Church start? Yeah, and we're yeah. like, you know what, I don't know. Yeah. We think it was somewhere around the 1930s, so people have seen these shirts that are like circa 1930 right. or whatever. Right. And I remember thinking, that's such a bummer because it's, it's, not, it's not just because we don't get to have a party every year, but like when you think about that, let's suppose whatever that date was, that means that there are 60, 70, 80 years of God's faithfulness. Now, like there are churches that haven't lasted five years, 10 yeah. years. And here's a church, yeah, different iteration or whatever, but that has been around for a long time. Yeah. So let me just interge- interrupt yeah, yeah. you here because I think, so we, we uh, a few weeks, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, we, we had this conversation and I was kind of lamenting with the staff about, about man, I wish we could, kind of figure out how old are we? Like Mm -hmm. what, what, how old is this church? Because, you know, we've never done a deep dive to try and figure that out. And so Stephen, you, what you went and like talked to folks and did some research and who did, what did you do? Yeah. So I I basically just talked to a bunch of old people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, no, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way at all. People who are mature and have been around and were, were more than willing to, to talk shop about church history. And so, man, um, there's, there's a lot of stories. There are a lot of just great things the Lord has done through, um, through Foothill in previous iterations at its founding. And so, yeah, just to kind of rip the bandaid off, yeah. um, was able to find out that Foothill Church was actually founded 
um, kind of being on record with the Assemblies of God uh, as a church as of October 8th, 1940. So wow. that, that was like us, our date of incorporation. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's, you know, there's probably groups of people who met for a long time in different different forms before yeah. that, but kind of on paper, um, and this is a, really a joy to share this because like you said, uh, I, I think part of looking back is doing so with accuracy and, mm-hmm. and confidence saying this is how old we are as an organization. Yeah. And, and so to be able to say, hey, we are 81 years old. 81 years old. 81 years old. The church is 81 years old. And so, wow, um, wow what, what a gift to have that longevity yeah. and to, to think about what God has done. Um, some, there was a lot of interesting stories that kind of came up in some of that research. Honestly, uh, Bo was, was super helpful in this. Talked to some of the, some of the old timers um, about it too. And um Honestly, actually, there's nobody left from that, from that from era. That era. Yeah. Um, Karen Goodwin has mm-hmm. been here 50 plus years, yeah. and she was a child yep. when her, I think her parents attended this this church early on. Yeah. So they were a part of it, yep. but she wasn't even around back then. So, um, But in 1940, they started before that. So James Walls was the first pastor, mm-hmm. and uh, really fascinating. They actually started, there was a field up on Glendora Avenue, um, right next to the pharmacy, um, huh. by village vaults. Yeah. So there's that parking lot. Now there was yeah. a field previously there and they used to have, they used to hold, uh, like big tent revivals tent meetings. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, there was kind of a, you know, for lack of a better term, a core team or group that kind of came from those, those tent meetings, they started meeting in people's homes and, um, about a year, two, three years la- later, they kind of became official and uh, started meeting and, and got got licenses as church, LLC, all that stuff. And and uh, 1940, October 8th. So really amazing. amazing. Yeah. 81 years. 81 years yeah. yeah. And that, that's right. That, and then, you know, so when I look back, I'm like 15 years, you know, that's great. Praise God. <laughs> thank you. But, you know, that that's such an amazing thing to realize that that uh, there was there was 66 years of. Right of continuing the ministry that God had started here. And uh, man, that's why I say, I, f- I, feel like, I feel like we're just standing on the shoulders of all those, those yeah. faithful people who kept, kept something like this going for, for sure. as long as they did. It's humbling yeah. because, I mean, as, as Scripture says, that, that God will build this church and the, the, the gates of hell will not stand against it. Yeah. And so even thinking about the next 81 years yeah. after you and I are gone and dead, right. I mean, right. Uh, praise God, and we're praying that the church endures past and isn't that our what time you hope? too. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what we all hope. Yeah. I mean, I, you don't want to see a church like die after your pastorate. Right. I don't want to. Man, I, right. I I pray we can pass the baton in such a way that the church has eighty more years plus. If mm. the Lord, you know, uh, using the old timer word, if the Lord should tarry, Lord right? Tarry. If the yeah. Lord doesn't come back, then sure. wow, what an what an amazing amazing legacy. And honestly, that's what I. That's my hope too. Is as yeah. we plant churches, I'm like, we're going to plant Stephen, yeah. you know, Travis, and JD. I'm like, man, I, I don't want those churches just to go for five or ten years. I That's hope, right. I hope they have a legacy of gospel faithfulness for, for eighty plus years. You yeah. know, what a I mean, it's, that's two generations, three generations worth of of people, and yeah. what a mercy of God to do that. That's great. Well, it's it's good and right for us to reflect, and um, it's it's biblical for yeah. us to stop and think about what God has done, and so. Um, grateful for this time just to to think about what he's doing in in, in our church and through church plants and through um, what God has done in the last 15 years and and, and so looking forward to what God has next one, yeah. one thing I do want to just um, end on is just a quick story um, <laughs> because on Sunday w- whenever this aired or whatever maybe two weeks ago at this point but 
we gave you an air fryer yeah. at the 11 a.m. service. <laughs> People don't know what and that so, is. So there's a sense of like, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to share the story or not. So um, I, yeah. in some ways, it may f feel a little bit tone deaf because maybe yeah. some people would really like an air fryer yeah, but yeah. however i think for the context of yeah. it being 15 years yeah. would you share that story yeah, yeah yeah so when i was in seminary michelle and i were visiting churches trying to find a church to go to and i remember we we showed up at this one church in dallas that it was the pastor's 25th anniversary yeah and they, which is a big deal it's a big deal that's yeah. a, that's huge i mean <laughs> 25 I mean, that's years 10 more years than i've been I mean, that, sure. that's amazing this guy had served there for 25 years and um, the board or whoever, some of the leaders got up and like, Pastor, we just want to thank you for your 25 <laughs> years of service. This is so awesome. And uh, we're just so grateful for you. And so um, we have a gift. And, and literally, it, it, it was like they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the room because the, they, they, the, the elders and leaders or deacons, whatever, did this processional down the center oh aisle gosh. with this box in their hand and they kind of presented, they brought the pastor's wife up <laughs> and all this stuff. And here you go. And, uh, and, and they want him to open it in front of everybody and he opens it up and it's a deep fat fryer. Mm. This guy's probably already, you know, uh, 70 years old or so. And I'm thinking, do they want him to die? <laughs> and it's, I remember looking at Michelle and just being like, like, wow, this guy's been here 25 years. Like, like that's so strange to go. And the way we want to say thank you to you for 25 years is give you a deep fat fryer. So yeah. that's, that always just struck me. And so, Ben, I, I, when you were like, we have that's a gift true. for you, and I saw Tucker coming, yeah. I'm like, you, you that's it. a deep fat you fryer. Yeah. But it was more healthy. It was a whatever. It was what, an, what, air fryer. an air fryer. Yeah. We're not, we're not in the South. So maybe in Texas, the, the deep fat fryer plays. But uh, yeah, so that's that, the story. That's, that's a terrible, yeah. that's a terrible game. So hopefully we do not offend. Oh, no, you guys have got been, gosh, so far. It's fryers on the gracious, so Christmas really list. Awesome. But, yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, thanks for your time today. Yeah. It's been good. To and again, back. happy anniversary to you, Stephen. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. All right. Well, we're out of time, but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Be sure to subscribe and we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined so until next time foothill peace be with you and it's a deep fat fryer